You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello. Hey, is this Darren? Yes, it is. Darren, this is Hans from Overnight Drive. How are you? what's going on hey man i just want to thank you so much it's uh it was so cool and so easy to get to know you and um we're just really excited to talk to you so um take me take me to the beginning like so you're a young dude right yeah about how old were you when you uh did that video 25 wow so you are yeah 24 25 so you are california darren hard hard body got the girls got the look (laughs) You know, and and how did they how did they find you? Uh, you know, interesting. Um, working out at the gym, and a buddy of mine, Ron, um, unbeknownst to me, did the sound and video stuff for the main club in L.A. And he just came up to me and asked me if I'd be interested in um, working there, like as a waiter or something. And I sure. said, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> and uh, be a good goof, and also it's always great for the ego. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, I went down and I met with, uh, the people who ran the company and Mitch, you know, was going to run in black spandex and bow tie. That's great. And so that's, that would be just some, you met some in, uh, Banerjee. Well, of course. Yeah. Very now that's such an interesting character. story. Cause you were, you went, you joined up, you were in there for 1987. That's when they had that big calendar mishap that basically like bankrupted the company. Did you, what did you know about that? Did you know anything about that? You know, it's, I was kind of on the periphery all the time I mean, in the sense that I loved doing that, but it was always like a means to an end for me to, to sure. you know, step up to different stuff. But, um, actually I kind of heard bits and pieces. You probably know more about it than, than I do. Um, <laughs> I, I know that supposedly what I had heard was one of the guys, uh, Nick Denoya was, uh, used to be partners or friends with Steve Banerjee and they were actually doing a troop going to, uh, out of out of country, I guess dancers that were going out of the country and using Chippendale name, and then that's what kind of got started between a rift between Steve and and Nick, and then um, but you and then I heard any, bitching. Yeah, but what's that? You didn't want any part of that that rift or anything. You're just kind of oh heck just, no 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 <laughs> just no, a just no. a periphery dude. Now that's that's kind of what oh. you are in the video because there are dudes who are like in front, you know, like the guy who oh, yeah. like um. What's his name, man? It's uh, Chris Wally. Chris Wally, right? <laughs> Steve Gurry, Chris Wally, Doug Sakachi, and Doug Donatelli. Yeah, though they were like the men, and of course George, yeah. so- and of course George Solomon too. Oh yeah, God bless him. <laughs> Love him. Do you have any? Uh, he, he's such a magnetic personality. 
And uh, What's that? Oh, he's such okay. a magnetic personality, at least on yes. screen. Now, I, I, looked, I looked him up, too, because I wanted to interview him as well. Of course, you were my first choice, but I wanted to interview well, him as well. You. <laughs> of thank course. You. And uh, he's doing, like, uh, Carnival Cruise Line shows now. Is he doing that? Wow. That's good Yeah, he's doing, like, 1950s Review, and he has, like, a ton of energy, just like in the, in the video in 87. Um, so yeah. Like, when we talked on, on, uh, on text uh, uh, in the beginning, you said it was, like, such a blast making that video. Oh, yeah. Take me into, like... Just, just tell me everything about that, man. Because it's just like such, it's such an important. I think now I'm probably alone in this. I mean, of course you agree, but uh, um, I think it is such an important capsule in our our nation's like cultural history. Chipping, yeah, and it's yeah. so interesting. And you, and you as a, as a person are, are are such an important part and like such an important square in our our nation's like cultural quilt. You know, oh, jeez, like, that's well, quite a compliment. Well, it's true because you you went from that to, to Malibu, and then you had, went married with children. You just keep showing up and keep being awesome. Yeah, it's and like all... that gnat you can't get rid of. You know, it keeps buzzing <laughs> oh, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, but a gnat you like. You know, I mean, that's uh, that's um. I appreciate it. Thank you so well, much. Well, of course. I mean, just researching you and everything, I was like, man, this thing, this guy is in everything. And I remember seeing you when I was a kid in like in Living Color. You had like a, a yeah. A, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. First acting gear that I ever got. Well, well the Chimmendale thing, you know, honestly, it was, it was really strange because I never. This is going to sound probably bizarre, but I never looked at it as stripping, yeah. so much as I always wanted to perform. I love performing, and to me, when I saw the show, first I just wanted to, you know, weigh cables, and then I saw the show, and it's done so well. The guy who choreographed it was a guy named Steve Merritt, who. Choreographed the the Oscars, so he was a big time choreographer, and and uh, he came in and did the show, and I thought it was such a classy show, and so I thought, man, it'd be great to to be able to perform like that, and so one thing led to another, and uh, Steve asked me if I substitute for certain guys if they're out or sick, so I did, and then he sent me to uh, do a show in Denver, and then uh, you know it was kind of off to the races from there, but it was a very incredibly surreal experience you know i mean just surprising me to see you know the way people acted and the women acted and yeah. you know the, the whole experience was quite amazing is uh well now the the popular conception is that as chippendales you guys how do i put this mildly you guys yeah were, you guys had your pick yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it, it um it, it was crazy i mean i guess the thing that didn't surprise me that women were going crazy as far as jumping up and down and having a good old time. But it was surprising me how many of them would just be doing stuff with guys in the males, you know, how do I say, in the men's stalls and things that were just yeah. so, you know, uh, gross. And I never, I never thought a woman would do the kind of stuff I saw. Bachelorettes doing things, and I'm thinking this girl's marrying some cat tomorrow. Like, and, tomorrow, yeah. And and and, and, and it was like this, this, we're nobody, you know. I mean, okay, we got we're good looking guys or whatever, but so what, you know. Um, I could not ever kind of wrap my arms around that. And um, to be honest with you, uh, um, I I just never was the kind of guy to sleep around. So sure. um, while guys were just, you know, sleeping around with women night and day in and out, you know, yeah. not me. I just kind of stayed away from that and enjoyed the, enjoyed the, the I guess, the, the, you know, the dancing, the choreography, the, the, just the fun of it, you know. There's a whole whole other part of that that was just so much more fun than just, you know, getting laid. If I hate to use that expression, but oh, sure. 
That was my next. <laughs> that was my next question. Did you ever partake? But um, obviously it didn't, uh, which is cool. And uh, that's not the answer I was expecting. So that's really interesting. Um, yeah, you probably, yeah. Everybody seems to think I'm a certain way, like that. And well, it's just, I mean, it's you're you're more like you're 25. You're in Southern California. You got you know you're a hard body. I mean, it's like of course yeah. you know you just assume. I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's cool. You, you didn't, and then I think you benefited from that because you ended up really extending your career up until now. I mean, you're you're still working and it's still uh, yeah, inspiring yeah. Still people. Uh, I think that's the most important thing is I. I always wanted to be a person who could inspire and encourage other people. Um, I have a very strong Christian background. So everything I do is, is, you know, pretty, pretty spiritual in a sense. And, um, again, when I was, so I know it's hard for people to believe I wasn't sleeping around, but I really was seeing that as a a venue to take me to the next level of performing and working in front of crowds and getting used to people because I was incredibly, incredibly shy and had horrible stage fright. When I first started, wow. so it was, yeah. <laughs> you it carry, was really you carry yourself with such a, a confident presence that's just so hard to believe. And uh, I mean, especially when you watch the video, and right in the beginning, you you stand up and you're just like, do you do this big flex? And <laughs> I watched it. I've been doing my homework. I sent Thank you the you, video. Man. I hope you oh watched. My it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I was up at some memories. You know what? My phone. Ate a bunch of that stuff up. I had to get a re. I get a new battery and stuff. Could you try and resend it to me again? Because yeah, definitely. Um, some other loss of this possible would be great to have. Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah, I can. Yeah, uh, I haven't uh, seen that stuff in forever. It's right on the YouTube, and uh, it's uh, got. Oh, little, is it still on there? Oh, oh yeah, great. I'll, I'll send it to you after the interview for sure. Thank you, my friend. I it appreciate is, that. It is so, and you're in. Uh, you're featured prominently in the room service video. Can you just take us into the filming of that? Because that featured Judy Landers. And the premise, yeah. I thought, was so funny because George Solomon asks her if you could have any fantasy fulfilled, what would it be? And she's like, well, I want a white stretch limousine to take me to the Chippendales Hotel right. to get the best room service in town. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and there you uh, are. And, and uh, there, there you are signing her out at the desk. That's so cool. Oh, my. oh that's funny. So take us, wow, what a memories. And I mean, uh, I hope I'm bringing the flood of memories back. Uh, take us into that that day of shooting because that is such a cool, uh, a cool choreo- from the choreography to everything else. It's cool. Yeah. It's, it's cool. It's campy. Yeah. It's awesome. So take us into that. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing. That's the best part of that thing that it's cool and it's campy and everybody knows it. We're not, you know, even though we're playing it serious, we all know that it's fun. You know, yeah. we're talking cheek and having a great time. Um, again, for me, I I was so new to this stuff and and it was like so exciting to me. Like I'm finally getting to be in, in a kind of a, a, a movie or, you know, video, if you will. And it was the first time I ever had a chance to get on, on any kind of tape. And so I was super excited about that. Um, of course I knew at that time that, that, uh, the Landers girl, didn't she have a twin or yeah, she, she had a twin. Sister? Yeah. She had a twin right. sister. Hmm. Right. That was their gimmick kind of. And I remember they had one over here and that was a really big deal. Cause they were saying, Oh, you got this big star coming in and, uh, <laughs> Here she comes, real sweet, sweet gal from what I can remember, and um, and we just had a we just had a ball. The whole day was just a, a so much fun, just laughing, cracking up, and just like I said, I, I kind of felt like it was on a kind of cloud nine. It was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it shows too. I mean, everybody's just having the time of their life. Yeah, it's, yeah. I think I, what is just so important that it's just such a cool cultural capsule. Like it, it's a 
and, and I think more people need to to really see it. And I, it sounds and I t- I show people and it, the reactions are very mixed because that, we right. live in the age of total irony where if you like something like that, people immediately think, well, you don't really like it. Well, it's just, oh. you know what I mean? It's more like, oh, well, you don't right. really like it. You're just pl- playing a goof, but I actually like it. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, you know what I mean? It's a part of that time that, like you were saying, it came at a perfect time at, at a perfect space and era. And it was, it, you know, it was what it was. I mean, I, um, it's sad that it had to go out the way that it did, mm. um, you know, with such tragedy. But, you know, it was just, it was one of those things where if you talk about Chippendales, wherever you were, people girls would know exactly what that was that's the thing you know big deal i mean it was just all over the world it was crazy i remember you know yeah i remember friends that didn't the chippendales do like a like a tour like, yeah uh, right did right you ever, did you ever participate in that or were you on the other work yeah no I, I i did i was in denver i did part of the denver show and then where else i know we were in atlantic city for three months and so i spent about three months doing a show in atlantic city you know, I, we are we are one step removed because I remember my aunt freaking out about going to the Atlantic City Chippendale show. <laughs> so if I went with her, even though I was way too young, if I went with her, I would, oh, have, met, wow. I would have met you and I would have said, Darren McBee, one day I'm going to call you and we're going to talk about this. Oh, that's funny, man. Wow. <laughs> and so, say, funny. so that's what I mean by you keep coming back in my life. I One of my first jobs ever was I worked in this terrible office. Uh, in, uh, I, I grew up in a small town in New York State called Glens Falls and an even smaller mm-hmm. town in the suburbs called Fort Edward and this was like a county like a, a town like government office right right and right the woman I worked with had a calendar that just said beautiful men right and right. your picture was on the cover the one where you look like a lion you know like a really nice photo oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It's obviously yeah, yeah. a bootleg but it just said beautiful men. And I was like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I remember. And I looked and wow. I was like, and it, I was like, who is that? It was just, an, it was just a very f- interesting photo. And she was like, kept talking to me about it and everything. And it was like really wild. And now I remember when I saw you that jogged that memory to come back. Oh and I was gosh. like, I was like, man, I've seen this dude like multiple times in my life. Can't and get away, man. Can't get I know, away. But the most important one. Well, see what, well, okay. So I'm going to say, I was just about to dub American Gladiators as your your zenith, your moment. Oh, is that right? But I know you're going to disagree with me and say something else. So what do you think is your big-time, marquee, best role you've ever had? The best role? Like the one that you're like, that's that's my mark. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's a, couple, there's a couple things I'm really super proud of. Um, yeah. And... Ah, that's tough. I I, uh, I love the fact that I did Malibu because that was that was something that was so. I mean, it was so '90s, and American Gladiators was just a huge part of the '90s. You know, iconic kind of a deal. Um, I love that. But I actually did a, a, a piece um, with uh, on a show called Curb Your Enthusiasm. I played this character called Thor, Thor. and yes. um, it was a. I was called to be a wrestler. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I was supposed to tear. Larry David, a new butthole out and curse him out. And, um, basically the thing was I had four kids in my car and, um, and I don't know if you know parents when they have kids around, if they're really mad, a lot of times, instead of saying really loud four letter words, they'll use something else. Yeah. You know, they want to use like a, the F bomb. They'll say, Oh, poop. They're all yeah, darn. And so my whole thing was, I, I was screamed at this guy, Larry David for like 45 seconds using words like that. 
and um, never used a four-letter word, but it was hilarious. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw it or not, but it's really really funny. I remember I saw um, I saw it when the series was first on, and I just I revisited it too. And it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and, time it's so good. Yeah, that that won awards, and and they replayed it, replayed it. And to me, I think that was part of my that's probably one of the most fun things that I that I, I'm I'm proud of that. I mean, I'm proud of a lot of stuff, but uh, sure. that would be one for sure. Definitely. Now. On the other side, what is one of the one of the roles that you just slap your forehead and you're like, man, I hope nobody talks about that ever again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Boy, you get me. There's, there's, some, uh, there's probably too many of those to talk about. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I know what I'm looking at. Your, I'm looking at your IMDb right now, and it, it's awesome. Honestly. Oh, thank I you. Mean, um, I mean, falling. You're in falling down. What was that about? What yeah. was that all about? I mean, that's that's a movie that people still revere as one of one of the best movies of all time. Great film, great film. There's there's something that I I, I kind of I, I kind of feel that way about that because originally when I met Joel Schumacher, the director, um, he loved my look and and uh, God bless him. The guy's put me in like four of his movies, so I'm very thankful to him. Awesome. He put me in two Batman movies and that one, and so I'm very thankful for him. But um, anyways, it was supposed to be, um, a scene where, um, Robert Duvall is chasing Michael Douglas down the beach and they run onto the pier at the end of the movie. And, um, what happens is, uh, Robert Duvall runs across the beach and interrupts a commercial where this guy is holding a Subaru car over his head and he's got the Explore beach babes around him and we're all wearing pink and it's just really great fun scene. And all of a sudden he cuts to the scene and I go, dude, what are you doing, man? It's commercial, man. I'm kind of telling him off and I'm holding this deep over my head. And it's a really great shot. And they cut the whole thing out to no. just me standing at the end of the movie in a pair of uh, pink Speedos. <laughs> so it's like, wow, you were desperate. You really need the extra work. Huh? Just There you are, your pink Speedos at the end yeah. of the movie. And so the thing that's great about that is that if you weren't on that set that day, you'd never know. So I'm really glad that you told us that story. Right. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's a, the funny thing about that. So I guess, I mean, I, I'm happy because I still get residuals, though so I can't sure. complain. Um, so I would say that's probably the one that I was, just would have loved to see that whole scene play out. But um, that happens, you know, I was not, you know, an integral part of the, the you know, the movie, but Hey, you're right. Ended up on the floor, but I'm still there. You know, okay. I can say I worked in a movie. So I mean, your 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 resume reads um, like all like all the Grammy, the Walker Walker Texas Ranger, Baywatch Nights, right, right, married with children right. in living color. I mean, right, had so much fun. Wow. I mean, it's just a bl- you. You're not the ninety or late eighties and nineties were just a blast for you. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty much tearing it up um, then and uh, having a ball. I mean. I truly was blessed. I mean, absolutely blessed. And uh, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I booked a lot of fun stuff, different stuff, and um, it seemed to be the, exactly the right time for me, yeah. you know, just the right time for my look and my build and all that stuff. And so, yeah, I was like super blessed, super blessed in the 90s. That's so cool. So, Darren, we have a lot of um, young men, like 18 to 25 say who are our listeners and they seem a little lost like they seem a little too angry a little too self-hating do you have any advice mm-hmm. for, any advice for them because you've lived such a good life we, oh, our, one of our mottos is don't do it 
or if you when in doubt don't do it and we had this this whole year is a year of having a nice life so right. did, can you add to that how do you how did you forge your way into having a nice life oh wow okay well that that's something I'm, i must rather talk about because i will hit that on more on a spiritual level um to me having a life a nice life is being able to encourage people to to be the best they can be and, and encourage people um, to focus on serving others rather than being having life be about myself. Um, for instance, I've you know I've, I've spoken in hundreds of schools across the United States, which a lot of people don't know about. Um, a lot of church meetings. I've traveled around the world speaking in churches and stuff, and um, just really trying to get people to focus not on themselves so much, but on, you know, number one, God, but also to your, your family and friends around you, you know, being there for them, lifting them up. Because what I found is people are truly the happiest when their eyes are not on themselves. If that makes sense. Totally. Um, I've met people that are the, the most um, wonderful people in the world. My mom being one of them who was so focused on just giving and loving and truly was one of the most filled, happy, warm people I've ever met. And then I've worked on the sets with, you know, many other people that are just miserable and it's all about them and give me this and I can eat that room and this and that. And every time I found that self gets involved as the number one thing you're focused on, I see people just miserable. Sure. So um, to encourage young people is, first of all, I would say, you know, if if I could do what I've done, and I think people saw me in high school, in junior high school, I was the quintessential nerdy, skinny kid who got the sand kicked at him on the beach. I mean, totally the nerdy kid with the glasses, the whole thing. And one day I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do something to turn my life around. I'm, I'm going to just do what I can to get myself in the best shape I can ever be in and just see what happens from there. And so I got, I got involved in weightlifting and that kind of changed my life uh, with martial arts and that kind of changed my life. Yeah. And so the way I encourage kids is I say, look, you find something that you enjoy, no matter what that is. And you do that no matter how much, don't forget about how much money it pays, this or that. You do what you enjoy doing because that's where you're going to feel the most fulfilled and be the happiest. So that's where I would encourage most people is they can do it and they can achieve if they believe and persevere. I think persevering is probably the biggest word is you just can't quit. You got to keep going and going and going. Um, because when I started acting, um, for example, probably the first, maybe first, second, third audition I went on, um, I had terrible nerves so bad that I would be shaking going in there. And I went in and gave an audition that was horrible to say the least. <laughs> And just see, casting directors, you know, they'll see you, and if you're bad, they just make sure they don't invite you back or whatever, you yeah. don't hear about it. But um, usually your picture goes in a round file, and they just say, okay, next. Because they don't have time to focus on bad, bad people. Sure. You know, people are doing bad jobs. Well, I did such a bad job, this one casting director, that they took it upon themselves to call my manager and say, do not send Darren McBee here ever again. He's the worst I've ever seen. Wow. He's a big all dopey blonde dummy. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember my manager calling in and he literally sat me down and he said, you know, maybe this isn't for you. Oh, and I boy. said, yeah. And I said, listen, 
I said, just give me a year. I got to get these bugs out of my system. I it's stage fright. And the only way I'm going to work through it is if I work through it. And I'm just going to keep doing it and doing it and, and get through feeling sick to my stomach and shaking and feeling like I'm going to pass out, which is all those feelings I had. And, uh, I persevered through it. And the next thing you know, I booked married with children. And then I booked a show, you know, studios called the Conan show and then American gladiators. And, um, from there I was just kind of being myself, you know, I mean, the Malibu character was just a, a larger version of who I am. You know, it's just me playing me times 10. <laughs> if that makes it's sense. So cool. Yeah, you know, that's, that's such good advice. It's so vital. That's uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I really, uh, you know, it's it's not a, not every day that we get a star of stage and screen uh, like yourself to come on the, the uh, podcast. Uh, so uh, I do really appreciate. Oh, you know, thank you, man. Uh, we'd like to have you back sometime, um, maybe to get more topical, because we we get we get a lot of uh, questions and we get a lot of um, uh, things that uh, that we like to talk about. So maybe we could give you a call again. Sure. Yeah, for like oh, no, you're more than welcome to anytime. You're a friend. I mean, anything I can do, any, anytime I can help you guys out, you know, I'm, I'm at your service. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I hope I answered your questions. You enough definitely and, did. Uh, you definitely okay. did, and this is hopefully is just the beginning. Ladies Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, Darren McBee, a, piece, hey. a, a, fine, a fine piece of our, <laughs> our nation's cultural, cultural quilt here today for a brief 20 minutes but in our hearts forever thank you so much sir oh god bless you guys thanks for having me on man it was a blast thanks so much we'll talk to you soon hey. all right god bless you man i'll talk, I'll talk to you soon bye See you. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.